You're listening to the Horizons Church Podcast. Good morning, Ethan Bolton. My name is Josiah. We're here to host the podcast. <laughs> wow. That is I just, very unexpected. I didn't know what I was going to do, and then I just started doing that, and I ran with it. I'm proud of you. You know? Because mm-hmm. then it kind of introduces us, which I realized listening to a string of our podcasts again, just to like kind of re familiarize myself with, you know, where we've yeah. been and what we've done. It's been a little while. We're bad about that. We're bad about like saying, I'm Josiah and like, no, I'm Ethan. You know, or is like that, we don't, we don't do that. Oh, we, oh, okay. Which I assume most of well, our listeners are regular it's enough. It's in the one sentence, subs- in, in uh, what's the word? Yeah. Description. Description. <laughs> like inscription, subscription. Inscription to the word that you're looking for. It's in the description. Yeah. So they know, yeah. you know, but maybe they, you know, to be fair, I don't often read the descriptions of podcasts. I read the episode title. I might play really? it or download it. That's interesting. Yeah. I think I tend to. But um, now that you mention it, every single podcast I listen to, they introduce the people every single time. Mm-hmm. So that's interesting. Yeah. So that's going to be our new little introduction okay. limerick. I'm just kidding. Well, I'm not going to do that every you time. Know, it refocuses wow. us. It refocuses us. Speaking of refocusing us. Whoa, segue. What? I, was, I don't even know what's going to happen. This is cool. <laughs> <laughs> oh. But Somebody send help. <laughs> we are still talking about uh, movies and how they relate to the, the sermon that yes. you just heard in person, hopefully. Yeah. So I mean, there, well, there's no other way you're going to hear it. <laughs> if you didn't, then it's just totally, you don't know what's going on. But nope. because uh, we're still in the Church of the Movie series, we're still doing follow-up podcasts. We are, which yeah. Which is pretty cool. At least this week. And next. And next. And then who knows what will happen. A wonderful excuse. Actually, just... we've got some fun stuff planned for Advent. Yeah, we do. So I'm that'll extremely be cool. excited for that. Yeah. Yeah. So that's a little... Just a tease. But uh, we just heard about Cinderella Man. Yeah. Starring the illustrious Russell Crowe. Yeah. And oh. uh, Renee Zellweger, who was uh, opposite yes, him, right? Yeah. I think so. Mm. And Paul Giamatti. I love him so much. Nominated for Best Supporting Actor in that role, mm-hmm. uh, the mm-hmm. Oscars that year. He's going to be featured in the Instagram post I make about this podcast. <laughs> we're cur- this is in that weird. It's like so... <laughs> so meta. meta. <laughs> uh, but yeah, we're, so we're going to talk about this quintessential second chance story. Mm, yeah, it is. But what I want to know mm-hmm. is why that's so important to us. Why are those second chance stories, those underdog stories, so important? Why do we love them so much? Oh, uh, yes, because... Because I don't have an answer to that, and, I, <laughs> and I'm hoping you do. <laughs> well, do I have an answer, Ethan? I don't know if I have an actual answer, but it is interesting that that's a story arc that very much yeah. attracts us, something that we tend to really enjoy. When it's done well. Yeah, I mean, the original Thor movie did it. Yeah. I'm not going to say well. Yeah, that's... Because I rewatched it, and it is rough, it, let me tell you. It, yeah, watching that again, I'm like, oh, yeah, you know, like, Thor the Dark World got a lot of hate. And I'm like, I, I, think I actually, it's, I think it's much it's better. better. <laughs> yeah. What? Let's have a podcast discussing that. <laughs> Unnecessary I'd, I'd Genuinely, genuinely rather talk about Russell Crowe. <laughs> History will vindicate us. But yeah, because I do think kind of on that humorous note that... There are some second chance stories that are not done well at all. Right. Like like Thor, you know, like that's like it does it and like yeah, it's kind of it's, a comeback story. It's, it's like passable. Eh, yeah, it's passable. Then you got movies like Facing the Giants, that's what I'm thinking of. Okay. It's the Christian football movie. Yeah, it doesn't sound like the um, I know you it. know, don't quit, don't quit, don't quit. That scene. People I'm sure know a that. lot of people do. Which people are gonna think I'm bashing that movie. Like <laughs> I am <laughs> a little bit. A little bit. <laughs> you know, like it's fine for what it was, but it's the kind of comeback story that's hard to believe. Okay. Which is, I think, when you start to falter. Like, could this story happen in your life? 
How well does it suspend your disbelief? Yeah, which actually, Aristotle had a little storytelling rule on that note. Really? He said, probable impossibilities are always to be preferred to impossible probabilities. Oh, I think I said that right. That's very Basically, cool. what he was saying is a story like Finding Nemo, where okay. you have talking fish. Right. But there's a believable plot. Like, yeah. this father fish is going to go find his son, and it's going to be this harrowing journey. That is more believable in a story than if, in Facing the Giants, as an example, this terrible, terrible, terribly atrocious football team suddenly becomes state champions. Yeah, okay. Like, you know what I mean? And I think I'm getting that right. Someone should Google that later. It's been a while. No, I'm following you, though. Yeah. So, all that to say, that was a lot of qualifiers. We're really good at qualifiers. (laughs) Uh, We do love a good comeback story. One that's like, oh, you defy the odds. The situation's improbable. It's not likely, but yet Mm. you do it. You defy the odds. Within the realm and the lore and the canon of the story, where things, where the rules of logic don't always apply, as long as what happens within that context is believable. Right. Which, to be scriptural about it, you got that going all the way back to, I mean, the classic David and Goliath story. I mean, we use that phrase colloquially to say, oh yeah, the underdog. I guess it's more underdog than second chance, but it kind of has that feel to it. This like unexpected Mm -hmm. guy's going to come in. and I think the idea, the quote unquote Cinderella story, that terminology is like from humble unexpected beginnings. Yes. Does the the unthinkable or the surprising. Yeah. That is, I think when you mentioned the surprising and the unexpected, I think that gets close to the heart of why we love comeback stories, second chance stories, underdog stories to answer your actual (laughs) first question before we you know we get off the rails here to digress and qualify as we love to do but i I think we we love those moments i mean you think about the moments in life when you're surprised by something i do love like a delightful charming surprise like i i don't like bad surprises bad surprises (laughs) from my day but you know like a delightful charming surprise kind of wakes you up to life Mm -hmm. right and i think second chance stories comeback stories do that for us and those kind of stories tend to feel real in a way that other stories don't so like and as an example of what I'm talking about to try to make more sense out of that statement the sixth sense is an example of what I'm Ooh, talking yeah, about yeah, yeah. if you haven't seen the sixth sense yet it's oh. been like 20 years <laughs> yeah, it's so been a minute. <laughs> get on Amazon Prime and stink and watch that no it's on Netflix I'm pretty sure it's on Netflix it's gotta be on some it's somewhere you can free. watch it so yeah. if you haven't watched it yet go watch it but point being you get to the end of that movie and there's this amazing plot twist and it leaves you so surprised it's just like this wonderful experience even though the ending is kind of dark it's a little yeah um yeah well also the prestige does that much uh, better example where it, it is like kind of horrifying if you just say out loud we just watch you're like, yeah, like, what's wrong with me what is going on with me <laughs> it's really good though but it leaves you this sense of awe and surprise like wow that really kind of wakes you up yeah but those things are going to happen in the real world yeah. like you're not Spoiler alert, the sixth sense, just in case. (laughs) But like you're not, the likelihood that you're going to run into someone at Starbucks today who talks to and sees dead people. (laughs) I'm going to try. (laughs) Leave here (laughs) and try to do it. I'm going to see. Or the prestige, that ending. Like it's just not going to happen in real life. But when you talk about a comeback story or a second chance story like Cinderella Man, where you have this kind of surprising moment where, oh, this boxer defies the odds and becomes the world champ. Oh, that could happen. Mm. All that to say, that was a really long convoluted answer, and I'm not even sure. Hopefully people were able to track 
that, my convoluted thinking. But I think we love second chance and comeback stories because they surprise us. I think that's closer to the heart of why. Oh, that's interesting. We like them is because there's this this kind of charming, delightful surprise. It's like emotionally rewarding. Yeah, you know, you look at Russell Crowe's character with his broken right hand, and you know he's never been good with his left hand in the ring. You're like, he's not going to win. There's no way. And then he does. You're like, oh man. Mm. And there's something about that that just kind of wakes us up. I think. And it's still conceivable. Yeah. So let me ask you. I mean, do you think that we tend to perhaps project ourselves into these stories? And and if so, I'm kind of curious. I'm going to put two questions into one here. Okay. But if we do so, why is it so difficult for us to give others second chances? Because I find that difficult for myself. Yeah. We love that story so much, whether it's, you know, Cinderella Man, David getting a second chance in the kingdom, you know, after he's committed all these terrible sins, whether it's John Mark getting a second chance in the scriptures. We love those stories. And yet, when there's an opportunity for us to extend that to someone, it's like, yeah, no. It's a lot harder. Yeah, or yeah, much more difficult. I mean, I don't know why is that. I think in a weird backwards way, we do see ourselves. What I mean by that is kind of inspired from a different film that I recently watched that kind of grapples with that. And from that angle, I think that when we are wronged or or something is taken from us, it's extremely easy to understand that breach of trust or justice, the moral deficit that you feel in that moment. And it's easy to obsess and fixate on what's lost than it is to forgive those who trespass against us, mm. so to speak. Yes. We want to wield that righteous judgment. Um, yeah. But really, all that ends up being is a, a revenge story mm. in real life. Mm. But I, I do kind of think that's why we want to see ourselves in the second chance story. It's easy for us. We're unwilling, or at least I feel it, you know, in many ways, I'm unwilling to offer that second chance. But if I can see Russell Crowe come back, then maybe it's possible. That could happen to me. Yeah. Maybe I could do that too. There's a chance now. Yeah. Yeah, I think the way that this story weave with John Mark's story makes that more human because what I mean by that is you look at like Russell Crowe's story in the movie like I don't know anyone who's boxing (laughs) you know and like those are like circumstances that were kind of outside of his control so to speak you know what I mean like it wasn't it wasn't a second chance story of personal offense like where you know like he cheated on his wife and then his wife gave him a second chance not that kind of story but John Mark's story was the kind of story where oh yeah he abandoned Paul and Barnabas and Paul you know at first is like get out of here you know like he can't he can't become with us but then there at the end of his life he's like like, yeah, no, he yeah. was he was useful to me in ministry. He was helpful. I think what you said was was right on. Basically, that's the, that's the short of it. Like, you know, because like I want that second chance because yeah. I know that I to perhaps be cliche about it, but I mean, I know I need that every day. Mm-hmm. I get to the end of the day. I get to the beginning of the day. You know, like I stroll up to the the church to start working, and I'm like, I probably definitely no, not probably definitely need a second chance right now. Uh, I need the grace of God, which is really, again, I feel like it's crude (laughs) to put it in these terms, but I mean, that is, that is the cosmic second chance is the grace of God. I mean, it is very much the root of our souls. It is the crux of, you know, what we believe. Yeah. And in a world where you don't have that, where suddenly it's like, oh no, like you've screwed up for the final time, you know, you've sinned the final time or you've blown it the final time, whatever the case may be, whether in work, home, you know, whether it's in the boxing ring or in the marriage. If you don't have 
another opportunity to make that right or a second chance. Can you live in that kind of a world? I mean, I think about that. Like if I knew I was like, you know, I commit, you know, one more sin tomorrow and it's over. You'll get there right away. Yeah. And then I'm like, well, what do I live for? <laughs> like what yeah. what happens to my life at this point? If there is only one more chance, you know what I mean? If you're at the end of your rope that quickly, like you, you'll get there immediately. Yeah. That's just how it goes. There's, you have no chance <laughs> to avoid, to, you know, be better than that on your own. Yes. You need that second chance. Yeah. When we see stories like these, not only do they surprise us, but then it's like what you said, like, well, okay, maybe in spite of everything, yeah. a second chance could be offered to me. And like in spite of my own unwillingness yeah. to offer that. Yes. I think in, in that way, it's a helpful reminder that it's like, well, yeah. you know, I need it. Yes. Maybe I should offer. Yeah. And I think that's the final twist. I don't know if that's the word I want to use, but hopefully <laughs> that, that realization pushes us to give and be more willing to offer second chances. Because I mean, you got the parable that Jesus Jesus tells in Matthew 18, 20 through 35, I think, about the servant who owes his master like a ton of money, a ton of money, and he can't pay it off. There's no way. And his master's going to have him jailed, his children, wife, all that. And the servant's like, please, you know, give me a chance. I'll pay you back. And the master has compassion on him and forgives him mm. all his debt. But then that same servant goes out and finds a fellow servant who yeah. owes him a measly sum by comparison. And that servant's like, give me some time. I'll pay it back. And instead he, you know, chokes him out and throws him into prison. And then the master finds out about that. And he's like, how dare you? Yeah. You know, after all I've done for you, like, how come you couldn't, you know, I forgave you this much. How come you couldn't forgive him, you know, this much? And you can't see what I'm doing here because it's a <laughs> podcast. But I was like, if, you know, I've forgiven you this much arm wide wide hands wide hands how come you couldn't forgive him this much narrow small, narrow narrow, narrow yeah. hands okay. that's a story of you know forgiveness but i think that's a good bird's eye view though because yeah, it encapsulates the second chance as it plays out yes in our lives in a way that's this is like a template version yes and i don't know if i'm posing this as a question it's probably too deep to discuss in this quick podcast but i do wonder if part of our sometimes unwillingness to offer second chances is because we have seen them abused. At least yeah. I know I have. There are people who do. I mean, they, it's like this con game of taking advantage of second chances, mm -hmm. you know, like they'll give you the weepy, you know, like, I'm sorry, just, you know, give me one more chance. It's like, I don't know where the balancing act is in saying, you know, like, yeah, I love you and I'm willing to forgive you, but like, you need to like get this sorted out, <laughs> you know, which again, obviously Russell Crowe's not dealing with that kind of a situation right. in Cinderella. Man, it's got this. Got to get this hand sorted out. Yeah, man, come on, Kali. But I mean, that's most often real life for us. Is yeah, trying to figure out. Yeah, that's true. Like, okay, how do you navigate that? I don't know. I don't. know. That's the either. short answer. What well, isn't that encouraging? Hey, I'm Pastor Josiah. Do you have deep questions about life? Good luck. With I don't that. know. Good luck. <laughs> Why don't you go see somebody else about that? <laughs> But I mean, it's very complex and no two situations are the same when it comes to people who will abuse that. I don't think that means, this is very easy for me to say, having not grappled with it in my, you know, recent life. I don't want to say like, oh, that's an excuse to not extend grace. Yeah. But there's a, you know what? Life is complicated. Life is complicated. And so is the answer to this question. <laughs> Imagine that. Not a simple answer to... <laughs> But, so, like, maybe to put, as we wrap up here, huh, look, and I always say that, and it'll be another seven minutes. That's always dangerous. You just sit and say that. That's just a tip for everyone out there. People are and, looking at, the, at their screen right now to yeah, see how close they are. Yeah, they're saying, like, ah, was that a lie? Is he lying to me right now? 
But as a concrete example of this, you get situations with pastors. Mm-hmm. Right now, the big prominent example is Tulian Chavidian, who was a pastor in Florida for many years. He was, what's the terminology I want to use? Fired. This almost sounds like too graceful. I don't know. He was, he was let go from his church. Eject, he was ejected. He was, yeah, he was, he was excommunicated. Oh, boy. For adultery. Oh, um, boy. Multiple, I, I believe he had multiple affairs. Too grief. He was a pretty big name pastor. Yeah, right. And he was known for preaching on grace. That's on ironic. second chances. In fact, he just started a new church, not affiliated with his previous denomination because he Go was excommunicated. <laughs> I may be confusing this with another church that someone else in a similar scenario <laughs> just started, oh, but I think it's boy. called Second Chance Church. Are you kidding I think. me? You'll need to Google that, verify that. It's a little on the nose. Yeah, but you get in this situation where it's like, all right, he's committed adultery, and I believe in restoring people to ministry. I believe in offering forgiveness and grace, right? But like, at what point do you look at a story like that and say, a second chance doesn't look like being thrust back into the limelight? Hmm. Because he's saying like, my second chance means I get to be a pastor again, and I get to preach. He said things to that effect. Yeah. And it's like, all right, well, do second chances mean that you always are restored immediately to what you had before? I guess that's maybe what I'm trying to get at, and I don't know. So to go back to a previous example, when someone's abusing your forgiveness of debt, so to speak. The second chance doesn't necessarily mean that you continue to loan them money. Yeah. That you continue to enable the yeah. abuse. It doesn't mean you can't forgive someone. Yeah, absolutely. Or or give them a, you know, a quote unquote second chance or the opportunity to remain in your life. But it also means that you can grow from that. Yeah. And learn to not enable someone to continue to uh, yeah. that cycle of abuse. Yeah, I think that's an excellent point. And maybe in like in, in the in the macro scale that that can apply to someone who is in the limelight, or you know. Yeah, well, even like to come back to our film Cinderella Man, mm-hmm. when he was given his second chance in the ring, he didn't start that second chance where he began. Yeah, wow, that was a confusing sentence. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like he he began kind of at the he was a few steps back from where he was. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like oh well you know you're going to go back to being the champ you were once mm-hmm. upon a time. So, yeah, I think that's an excellent point. Interesting, yeah. Yeah, and in keeping with my word, I think that wraps up our discussion hey. on Cinderella Man, which, uh, you know, we took, a, we took a little divergent turn there on the second chance and yeah. investigated that from a number of angles. Hopefully, the thinking wasn't wasn't too convoluted there, you know? <laughs> See, it's a complicated topic, you know? We want to say yeah. it's all simple and nice and pretty, and, you know, every story is like the Cinderella Man, but it's not. It's not. It's not real life. Sometimes it's like the sixth sense. It's sometimes it's like the sixth sense. It's like, whoa, that was surprising, and I don't know. I mm. don't know. Mm. <laughs> so, if you have other questions on that, you can shoot them to podcast at horizonschurch.net. Yeah. Interact with us on social media or track Ethan down somewhere. And yeah, I'll be a Starbucks son of that person that sees dead people. <laughs> <laughs> I'll report back. <laughs> uh, thanks as always for listening. And if you're helped, you know, you could leave us an honest five star review. True. It's hey. only one kind of honest. There's only one kind of five. That's what we say here at the yeah, Rise of Church We podcast. do say that. <laughs> uh, yes, thanks for joining us, and we'll catch you next time. Mm-hmm.